Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. It's been a busy last two weeks. Many operations were able to finish up the planning last Thursday through Saturday. Some areas are still a little too wet. They're hoping to get back in this weekend and finish up the planting season for 2021. I've been looking on the road looking at a lot of frosted beans the past three days to get a handle on what this frost damage is really like. While I did hand out some death certificates, not as many as I thought. About two-thirds of the fields that farmers were sure would not come back last week actually did. We had enough new GDUs that the new growth was easy to find. We did find a lot of fields with 80 to 90,000 viable plants, which is high enough to get us the yield that we're looking for on these early beans. The challenge with 80,000 is not yield, it's weed control. Most growers we talked to were okay with adding another herbicide pass for weed control in place of replanting and missing that early flowering window. In a couple situations where growers had already replanted a full stand, thinking the beans were dead, and now have 80 to 90,000 of their first planting that is alive and looks like it's going to stay that way, the question was, what do we expect now with the potential of 240,000 in the stand? If these fields, in these fields, one thing uh, that you don't have to worry about is late season weeds. That population will keep them in check. If you happen to change the chemical trait on that replant, you can spray the first planting out of there. Some of the growers we met with this week that needed to replant were switching chemistry and coming back with full stands in the replant and letting the herbicides take out the old stands. On interplanted fields that go over 200,000, you need to expect some yield drop in these fields. Beans get tangled up during rain fill and go down and that causes poor fill. And don't be afraid to light them up with a burner. That'll help shorten them up a little. In some fields, Guy's plan was to thicken up the stand to get some weed control. When you do this, remember some of the existing plants will be killed as you run the planter and tractor across that. The growing point for soybeans is above the ground, unlike corn, which you can run over that up to two collar and not actually have much damage. Some of the beans you run over will die, so be sure that you account for that when you're thickening up the stand. Hate to go to all the work, and still have the weeds at the end. Now, some low-lying areas, the beans were 90% gone. And when dropping in and planting those, we need to be at full stand. Checking fields this week, it was pretty evident the guys who lived through the May 9th freeze of last year and got to see how amazing these beans are and how they can recover. Those guys were calmer, willing to wait for the regrowth, and willing to accept a lot lower final stands. Guys planting beans early for the first time 
and getting them frosted were a lot more nervous about keeping an 80,000 stand. All in all, I'm seeing a lot of great corn and bean stands. With no other unforeseen weather issues, I think this will be the least amount of replant I've seen in a long time. Probably shouldn't say that though, and probably the kiss of death. We do have some rough corn stands coming out of the Easter planting window. Most fields will not be replanted, but ear counts got knocked around. Pest teams, you need to start documenting uniformity of the stand now in these fields. And you should do that in all your fields. Anything more than a collar behind the rest of the plants needs to be pulled out of your ear count, your projected ear count. I see a few 180 bushel stands, and it may not make sense to tear them up and replant them, but everyone needs to have a clear expectation. We cannot get 240 bushel out of 34,000 plants and only carry 22,000 ears. Good stand counts now will eliminate surprises this fall. The pest team need to be on the lookout for cutworm this week. Watching our flights here locally, we expect some of the first cut plants on May 23rd. We found shot holes already on Monday. We had three strong flights with very little GDUs between them, meaning that here in McLean County, we expect our biggest amount of feeding or cutting to take place on June 5th. These flights were April 29th, May 3rd, May 5th. If the field had cover crop or winter annuals, then even though you've sprayed it or worked it in since, the eggs are still there. With cutworm, environment matters. Makes a big difference. We have traps here at the Corn College in our cover crops and just a few hundred feet away uh, without the covers. On April 29th, our cover crop traps had nine moths. The other one only had two. On May 3rd, our cover crop trap had 10. The other one had two. On May 5th, the cover crop had 14 moths. The other one only had two. In our little strip trials here, we often see cutworm cutting in our cover crop blocks and 36 inches away, 30 to 60 inches away, we hardly have any. So pest teams, if you do have waterways and the outside rows, you kind of keep an eye on those. But mainly you guys that had a lot of winter annuals or covers or still have covers out there, we got to stay on top of this. Now these cutworm don't quit flying. They're going to be flying in here all year. It's just that the corn will get big enough eventually that we don't want to worry about it cutting it off. Good news is these guys are easy to kill. So let's not let them derail good stands. While we did have about a half a dozen fields get sprayed for the bean leaf beetle, I think this threat has now passed. Beans are getting big enough and the beetle are getting spread out. Many of you are gearing up to start pulling nitrates for the side dress season. Most of you are veterans at pulling nitrates and know how the system works. For new customers or old customers pulling samples for the first time, please follow the system we have in place. We handle hundreds of nitrates every year and it goes smooth if everyone follows the system. Don't be that guy. If you didn't pull last year, it's now an online 
submittal process. And Katie will have to get you an online account set up. Katie sent out the email with the details this week to help you out. Any question at all, call the office, talk to Katie. Those of you who are not pulling nitrates, don't forget before you side dress, we need to take stock of what the 4R plan we recommended is compared to what you actually did. If you pulled in out of your weed and feed or off the planter, it needs to go back in the side dress. Yield goals and populations are important in our nitrogen recommendation. From the stands I'm seeing, I expect a lot of you guys will be raising your yield goals. If you bump your yield goal 30 bushel in your mind, but don't tell us so we can adjust, it'll only happen in your mind. So don't sell that corn. Here at Corn College, we'll be planting the last of the beans next week and replanting a little bit of beans from frost damage. But all in all, things are really looking good. We'll have a lot to show at our field day this summer and our Corn Soybean College. Sign up for the Corn Soybean College is going well, and we thank you for that. It'll be great to see you guys in person again. For the alumni, don't forget there's a discount for returning customers as well as a discount for groups over 10. Soil testing crews are running hard, so if you haven't sent in your summer orders, let's get that done so we can clean them up while you're in your neighborhood. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.